Hello, and welcome to Astrology Today, your daily look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for a look at the lunar eclipse for Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to, yes, the launch of eclipse season. I'm super excited about this. It's a really interesting time of year that only happens twice. So we're just going to jump right in and start talking about it. I've got a lot of charts I want to talk about. It's going to be a really fun episode. So thanks so much for, for tuning in. Now, just off the top, remember, if you have any questions about, you know, about the eclipse season or something in general about astrology, please reach out. My email, of course, is uh, astrologydiva, that's D-V-A, at gmail.com would love to hear from you. Okay, so yes, this is a lunar eclipse that we're talking about. Now that means that, um, you know, the eclipses in general have to do with, and full moons and new moons all have to do with the relationship between the sun and the moon and the earth and their relative position to each other. So a lunar eclipse occurs when the it's a full moon. So that means that the moon and the sun are opposite each other. And smack dab in the middle is the earth. Now, when it's at a particular angle, uh, meaning close to the nodes or at a particular angle, what happens is that the earth in a lunar eclipse, anyways, the earth scoots in front of the moon and casts a shadow. So it's a very, you know, I think back, you know, to a couple thousand years ago, when they were lying in the fields looking up that this, you know, eclipses are very, um, ominous in a way, because, you know, they they probably didn't go, they thought, oh my God, it's cutting off, the, in a case of a solar eclipse, it's cutting off the light. What does this mean? Then at night, when they would see perhaps the moon, or the earth rather, sit, stepping in front of the moon, what does that mean? So there's always these I, this idea that it's an omen, or that it's sending a signal from the skies to us. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about the, let's get nerdy, let's talk about the details of the of this lunar eclipse. It's occurring, actually, really early on the 19th. So I'm actually doing this episode prior to the eclipse so that you can go into it, you know, informed and that, you know, as we look at the particular charts later, that, you know, it gives those people an opportunity to kind of look ahead and, you know, prepare themselves for the eclipse. So yes, happening November 19th, 1.03 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's in my time zone. And of course, you can adjust based on what time zone you're in. It's occurring at 27 degrees, 14 minutes of Taurus. And so that's why we say it's a lunar eclipse in Taurus. And that, of course, is where the moon is. The sun is opposite that in Scorpio, because, of course, we're in Scorpio season. So the sun will be opposite that at 27 degrees Scorpio and 14 minutes, directly opposite. And, you know, one more nerdy point is that as the uh, moon, as they come into opposition, the moon and the sun, the the earth is going to cover 97% of the moon. And so it's a full moon, which you can, you everybody knows what a full moon looks like. But as the eclipse moves forward, it's going to cover 90, 97% of the, the moon with its shadow, which is really cool, really. I love the visual part of it because it's, it's kind of astrology in action. Really interesting. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about before we get to the specific examples is that because it's an opposition, it's actually going to hit two of your houses, the two opposite houses based on your, on your natal chart. And 
this is along this Taurus uh, Scorpio axis because the the moon, of course, in Taurus and the sun in Scorpio. And if you listen to my podcast on a regular basis, I hope you know what an opposition is. It's this this teeter totter of effect swinging between perhaps the energies of the two planets at the end of the opposition. And so on one side we have the moon in Taurus, which is all around getting your physical needs met, maybe something around your your possessions, your assets. You know, Taurus is very concerned about possessions and finding your comfort there. And then swinging across to the other side of the teeter-totter is the sun, which is in Scorpio. So deep, intense wants or purpose. You know, Scorpio, nothing's on the surface. It's always about diving deep. And the sun represents your purpose and what you're trying to work towards, your wants, your goals. And so this is this, you know, teeter-totter effect that we're trying to balance these two sometimes competing issues at the same time. Well, if you're a regular listener to my podcast, you know that this is one of my favorite things to do, and that is to dive deep into particular charts and have a look at, you know, some listener charts that stepped forward and volunteered their information, which is so appreciated. Now, also, if you're a regular listener, you know that I usually use my partner off the top, but I had such great response to the request for volunteers. I'm just going to dive into some of our listeners, and some of them are returning listens. So the first uh, chart that I want to look at is from Lala, and Lala's, I, I know a regular listener and I've heard from her before. So thank you so much for that. So in Lala's chart, what we have here is the moon in the fifth house and the sun in the 11th house. And let's just remind ourselves, why is house placement important? Well, it represents the area of life that you may f- be affected by this full moon, this, this lunar eclipse. And so we can really get way more specific instead of just talking about, you know, the planet in a particular sign when you have the house placement now we're talking about a particular area of your life so here for lala it's in the fifth house moon in the fifth house is all around you know getting your your physical needs met perhaps through creativity that's an area of life in the fifth house or you know it's a fun house it's recreation it could involve children and so there may be you know ways that you want to get your physical needs again that's the sun and taurus met through the this area of life perhaps um around your children, if you have any, or children in your life, or, you know, really expressing your creativity, as opposed to getting your working towards your wants, your purpose in the 11th house. So this is could be around getting, you know, your goals met through or with groups or causes that you're connected with. So this is around social contacts, your friend group, or particular causes that you're involved in. Now, what's also interesting for Lala is that you're your MC, your midheaven is being triggered by this lunar eclipse. And so there may be some adjustments. It's it's a quincunx. So that's a fun astrology word. It really involves, you know, making adjustments perhaps around your career or your vocation. And so that may get triggered during this lunar eclipse. Okay, let's move on to another regular listener from down under, Helen. Thank you so much for volunteering. And so for Helen, the moon is in her ninth house, opposed to the sun in her third house. And so the the moon in your ninth, perhaps this is around getting your physical needs, again, that, that moon and Taurus idea, from continuing education, from perhaps a deep dive into, you know, philosophy or uh, 
foreign cultures or tapping into that somehow that's some sort of uh, of interest to you and having that opposed to you know following your purpose or your goals in your neighborhood that's third house themes or and or perhaps with your siblings so there may be some projects that you're working on that is really attached to your purpose that you're you know working towards your identity which is your son with your siblings and or perhaps in your neighborhood All right, one more chart to look at, and it's a new listener or a listener that, I don't know if they're a new listener, but a first time, uh, you know, reaching out to volunteers saying, thanks so much for that. And it's Desiree. And here we have the moon in the 11th house and the sun in the fifth house. So kind of opposite to, to Lala. So here, again, getting those physical needs met, moon and Taurus in the 11th house. So that could be with or through your social contacts, your friend group. Maybe it's about reaching out to those you know, those uh, groups that you're associated with Desiree and getting your getting your needs met and balancing that with, you know, your personal self expression. Here we have sun in the fifth house. So that's around creativity and, you know, getting your goals and wants met through perhaps in a creative way, but accessing that creative, creative part of yourself, that childlike part of yourself, that's all part of the fifth house. Now, I also wanted to mention that, you know, this particular lunar eclipse for Desiree is going to really contact her ascendant descendant access access and so that could be around it's a trine which means that you know that pathways are you know perhaps a little bit easier for you it's going to feel like obstacles are being removed out of your way when you're looking at these social contacts the physical needs being met in the social context balancing with the creativity part of yourself and so hopefully you know this will be a lightening up or a, a clarifying uh, lunar eclipse for you you know and speaking just generally about lunar eclipse for all of us you know the big difference between a lunar eclipse and the solar eclipse one that's happening in two weeks because again I've got all these ideas coming through my mind you know eclipses occur in groups right we have a lunar eclipse and then we have a uh, a solar eclipse that happens two weeks later sometimes eclipses are in groups of two or three in this case it's two and so back to my original point. So a lunar eclipse is is much more subtle in a lot of ways because the focus is on the moon. And the moon is, you know, of course, our emotional responses. It's much more of an inner conversation as opposed to a solar eclipse is, you know, spectacular and it deals with the sun, which is our identity and our goals and our, our, our purpose in life. And so it's much more energetic in a way. And so the lunar eclipse, again, very subtle, very uh, subliminal and very much under the surface. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Always interesting to dig into charts and have a look at specific listener charts. Really interesting. So thanks so much for the volunteers. And, you know, everybody will have an opportunity. Again, the new moon is coming up in two weeks, solar eclipse. And so we are fully into eclipse season now. So the next two weeks are going to be really interesting. So if this was your moment to start joining us here in the Astrology Today corner of the world, thanks so much. I hope you get something out of it. Again, I can be reached uh, through my email astrology diva that's dva at gmail.com well i hope you have a fantastic day and i look forward to speaking to you again very soon <music>